Welcome to Talking Tourism, the podcast series created specifically for tourism operators. Talking Tourism, the expert series, is the ultimate resource for business owners who want to lift their skills to the next level. If you want to learn how to be a better tourism operator, listen on. Hello and welcome to Talking Tourism, the podcast series especially for tourism operators and industry professionals. I'm Tom Wooten and I'll be your host for today's episode. Talking Tourism is an initiative of Tourism Industry Council Tasmania, the peak industry body for the tourism industry here in Tasmania. If you are a regular listener to Talking Tourism, welcome back. If you're a first-time listener and enjoy today's episode, remember there are now over 80 Talking Tourism conversations available from wherever you access your podcasts, or you can simply stream them on the TICT website, which is tict.com.au. Now, let's get into today's conversation with Emma Terry, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at Tourism Tasmania. G'day, Em. Hi, Tom. How are you? Really well. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, As CMO, Emma is responsible for the delivery of Tourism Tasmania's marketing program to increase demand and grow visitor numbers to Tasmania. A passionate Tasmanian, Emma has been marketing the state in the national and international market for the past 20 years. Emma's experience ranges across a wide range of industries from marketing consulting, IT, engineering, energy, media, transport and fast-moving consumer goods and now tourism. Prior to joining Tourism Tasmania, Emma has held a number of senior marketing positions within the government and private sector, including at Insura or Hydro Tasmania, as Director, Strategy, Sales and Marketing, and Federal Group as General Manager, Customer and Strategy. Been busy, Em. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about uh, your role at Tourism Tasmania. In fact, tell us about Tourism Tasmania. What is the role, just for those that are listening that don't quite understand uh, how all of these tourism bodies that they hear about fit together, what is the role of Tourism Tasmania in a nutshell? The primary role of Tourism Tas is generating demand for Tasmania for visitors and to lead the T21 strategy which is um, you know, a combination of uh, government and um, and industry uh, looking at the visitor economy strategy. So very much um, central, I guess, to, to tourism within the state and to the visitor economy. So um, a really important role to, to play there around attracting people to come to Tasmania. Absolutely. And uh, for that reason, uh, it'd be very interesting. I'm sure most people at the conference here today will be looking forward to the talk that yourself and uh, John Fitzgerald, CEO, will be giving on destination marketing in the new normal. Yeah, Tell us about that. What are, you, what are you going to be discussing? What's the new normal? What is the new normal? Great <laughs> question, Tom. I've been grappling with that. No doubt everybody has been. Today is really about a combination of looking forward and John will sort of present on kind of some of the national strategies and outlooks and um, and my, my presentation is much more around the kind of here and now, um, what are we doing around this new normal, the responsiveness um, that we all are, are having to do. I know all of our operators... Um, have to be absolutely super responsive as a we from a marketing perspective. And then a little bit more, it's a bit of a line of sight to, okay, so what have we got planned? Because it's a bit of a balancing act, isn't it? And I'm sure everyone's feeling this, okay, responding to the here and now and it's such a changeable environment and also kind of planning for the future. Yep but that's quite changeable itself. So I think yeah. um, you've got to have a view to that and, and work towards it, be, uh, but be prepared to be adaptive as well. It so, makes yeah. some really strange discussions, even discussions mm-hmm. I've been part of here at the conference uh, about well, when this passes uh, and, uh, you know, we, we're just getting ready for when this is when this is finished. But no one really knows what the future looks like. It's making for a really 
challenging, isn't it? Because, um, yeah, and I think, um, and we'll cover it a bit today, like it's all, there's so much research coming mm. out uh, and we, we, we see quite a lot of it. And I think if you chased every, every trend and mm-hmm. every, um, you know, Consumer confidence is down. Mm-hmm. Now it's up. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I saw yesterday back off the back of um, Queensland that, it, you know, it had, it had increased again. Short booking windows, but then some people are longer booking windows. Some people are cancelling straight away. Some people, as soon as borders open, you get a flurry of inquiries. You know, it's, you know, it's all over the place. Apparently 48% of people don't want to travel or feeling unconfident, but then, mm. you know, obviously 52% of people do want to travel. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, some people, yeah, like I said, cancelling, other people are holding on to those bookings in hope that, Mm. you know, borders will open as well. So, look, really, really complex environment. Um, um, And I think when that happens... You know, it's, it's just some, some, there's some basics, isn't there, that you can kind of put in place and you've got to anchor to some things. So yep. that's what we're going to be talking about today. And that's certainly what we've been, how we've been kind of approaching the market and designing our program as well. Great. So in a, in a broader context, how does Tasmania compete as a tourism destination with the other larger states in Australia? Obviously the smallest state. Um yeah, how, how do we punch above our weight yeah, the way we do? We compete really, and we do. <laughs> we totally do. Um, we compete really well. Um, I think there's a couple of things. You know, obviously, you know, we're we're quite different, aren't mm. we? Um, and you know, we'll talk about that as well. But you know, we're, we're an island off an island, which is kind of interesting at the edge of the world. I guess we market Tasmania as Tasmania, and it's quite special, isn't it? Like, yes, we're Australia and we're Australians, but Tasmanians like to think of themselves as Tasmanians. We um, obviously talk about regional dispersal and things, but when we when we take the state to market, we're taking the whole state. We're not just taking a capital and then a, a regional offering. So I think that gives us something that's quite you know like easy for um, people to kind of understand. I think also um, you know because we are we we have do have a different value proposition there, um, and we really know who we are. Mm. I think a lot of the st- other states are quite big. They've got a number of offerings. So actually pulling that together in a really cohesive. Um, message and brand is quite challenging for yep. them. For us, um, we we yeah, we know who we are, and um, and we um, we kind of really embrace that. So we've got a really kind of unique point of view, and um, and that's kind of how we compete. We compete by um, you know, our messaging and standing out um, in in kind of a crowd in sort of a sea of sameness in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's really important. That's how we punch above our weight. Mm. And we are like, I think for, for a small state, you know, we obviously track how we're going, how our brand's going against all the other, the states. And as a smaller state, we're sort of just behind those, those big states. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're kind of challenge a brand in, in that sense. So yeah. yeah, that's, that's how we compete. And we, we do really, we, I think we do really well collectively mm. on that. That, that knowing who we are and, and, and cutting through the, the sea of sameness, the, the, the thing that I often reference is, when Gruen Transfer uh, critiqued your work mm. shortly after it came out, and I know you yourself didn't watch the episode, I was really nervous about it. Fair enough, <laughs> wouldn't you be? I really, I, I, you can feel <laughs> in your bones that we we backed our work, yeah, but yeah. you know, oh, obviously course. they're a show and they're there to be a bit controversial as well. But um, well, no yeah. one's getting a performance review on national television, <laughs> not not too many. Um, mm. Yet it was absolutely acclaimed, and acclaimed because of that single shot that you feel peaceful. 
uh, watching it uh, when you got you know Harvey Norman ads either side. Yeah, um, and that and that was the strategy. I mean, how do you kind of get a sense of place? Um, uh, yeah, obviously we're really proud of that work. I mean, go behind the scene was was kind of the the breakthrough campaign that really set Tassie apart. Mm. Um, no one expected that from Tasmania, and I think like it took them a while to catch up. Um, we obviously had to keep we have to keep evolving, and so it was kind of I felt like a really great representation of our maturity mm-hmm. uh, and being able to kind of not have to focus on um, the icons but get a sense of a, a place of what Tasmania has to offer and and you know I think it worked because it was grounded in some really um, important strategic foundations so you know the segmentation that we had done and the brand work you know the brand narrative that was developed um, for off, you know the work that brand Tasmania has done and then how we translated that into the tourism um, narrative so yeah we had like I think when you've got the right foundations um, but I also have to say like I'm so um, grateful and thankful that for our industry and for Tasmania that we have permission to do things a little bit differently. Yeah, yep. I think um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it must be tougher for some other states, um, you know, and other businesses at market when you've got lots of opinions in the mix and, you know, you end up looking like the same as everything else in the same category. Mm-hmm. Our, our industry really back us mm-hmm. and it allows us to be a bit braver and, and we need to be like that's the Tasmanian brand in itself, right? And um, and that's how we compete. So, yeah, we're really, really um, thankful. It's a collective effort yeah. to deliver that type of work and we're really excited to kind of see where we can push it to next as well. Yep. Mm. And you can see how that is something that might be quite unique to a small state like Tasmania where we're kind of, we're small enough to be almost quite family-like and uh, (laughs) read that however you will. Uh, but uh, that gives us that um, ability to be able to um, not have too many decision makers, not get too bureaucratic about it. We can sort of uh, yeah. feel it. Yeah. yeah, be a bit brave and yep. uh, and and really truthful and strip it back to kind of the raw essence of what it is. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah look, we, we we think that platforms come down for air's got um you know really great longevity in it. And um, but yeah, we also recognise that you know people are watching what we're doing now, and you know other states are kind of unashamedly trying to you know replicate what we're doing. So we need to keep keep mm. true to ourselves and of kind course. of keep pushing that as well. And so those, that's that's other the tourism industry around the rest of the country watching what we're doing. What about the consumers around the country? Obviously, the first step is knowing who we are and mm-hmm. what our identity is. Uh, your job as CMO, of course, is to capture the hearts and minds of the traveller of our market of our, of our customers. H- how do you go about that? How, how do you make sure that what it is that we are true to here? actually resonates and actually draws visitors here. Yeah, and look, that, and that's a really dynamic space at the moment. We wanted to check back in on our segments. We did some work around who's going to be more affiliated with Tasmania and we, our industry would have heard us talking about raw urbanites and erudites and we kind of, you know, that was, we established that a few years ago now. So we wanted to check back in, but like we don't want to do it at the moment because it's so disruptive if you, you know, the, the research coming out is if you do focus groups and things that can change one week to another. Um, so really it's about how people are responding to our work uh, and then just keeping an eye on those trends. I mean, Come Down for Air was based off a tension point, uh, like a, 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 a um, tension points in society around this whole idea of the straitjacket of modern life. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a lot of our audiences, and like think about what's happening in Victoria and New South Wales. I mean, Victoria's over, had over 200 days, I think, of lockdowns um, now in New South Wales. Obviously, that's, you know, really kind of worrying scenario that's playing out for them now. The straitjacket's never been tighter. Mm-hmm. Like people are confined to, you know, their houses mm-hmm. and, um, and, and you know, working, um, you know, and Zoom meetings and all the rest of it. So I think... Picking up on that tension point and, and providing that kind of relief to that is 
how we go about kind of cutting through and, and capturing those hearts and minds. Yep. That Tasmania is the antidote to that, yeah, yeah. that actually what we have here is quite unique. Like it's, and it's, it's the integration of a few things. It's our amazing natural environment that we're also connected with that is just, I think as a, you know, as a collective society, understanding that and having an appreciation for that is just only just growing. We've got, you know, amazing kind of avant-garde arts and we'll push the bounds on, on yeah. some of that as well, which, um, you know, most people have dreams about the creative life and kind of pursuing things that they want to do. It's, you know, that artisanal stuff around the maker, which I know is part of the broader Tasmanian brand piece as well. We all, we all want to kind of, you know, pursue something of meaning and, 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 and purpose as well. And then I think this whole kind of downshifted lifestyle that um, people yearn for, I mean... You know, you go to um, any bookstore and you see all these things around living the simple life. I mean, mm. I have a few of them on my own bookshelf at the moment. <laughs> um, and self-care lifestyles and all the rest of it. And, and Tassie kind of has that in spades. So it's really the combination of all of those things integrated that kind of is makes, you know, Tasmania quite unique and also appeals to, um, to the hearts and minds of you know, visitors coming to, to yep. the state as well. And I think it, I, I get the sense that the industry uh, broadly appreciates that and it's perhaps what's driving that defiant positivity that when we do come out of this, we are going to be really well positioned because there is that um, sense that people are going to be yearning to get away from city centres and get back out to regions and ha- have these more authentic experiences. What does the future look like? I mean, we, I mean, we sort of laughingly uh, talk about or label it the new normal, but what does the future look like then? You, you've made some reference there to sort of the wellness angle or the um, the, the, the self-growth angle through travel. I believe in the conference we've got some futurists and all the rest of it sort of talking about it. Uh, I guess what we're sort of seeing is, yeah, that straitjacket is still there. It's manifesting itself in, the, in ways around sort of restoration and renewal, you know, kind of getting away from it all, having those kind of unique immersive experiences a bit more purposeful travel as well. So we're more conscious around the choices that we're making. Mm-hmm. So Tasmania is very well positioned for all of that. But yeah, it's gonna it's a rocky road to get there, isn't it, to yep. what the new normal looks like. And, and we know when borders are open, I mean, we, we had some fantastic months mm. of, um, of visitation earlier this year when people could, could get here, um, you know, as soon as borders close, obviously that, that changes. So there is demand there for Tasmania. We are well positioned. Yep. But yeah, it's obviously there's a, a broader context playing out for us, isn't there, with um, with COVID and, and with the health and safety of, of Australians and the, the broader world populace. So yeah, there's a bit of a, a road to travel there. Yep. But um, if you're talking kind of more longer term, you'd have to, um, you know, it wouldn't be a hard bet to kind of go, okay, I think Tassie's pretty well positioned. Yep. Um, in fact, I think there might have even been a um, something that came out earlier in the year that talked about the best places that you could live yeah. post kind uh, of yes, COVID. Yes, that wasn't so long ago, a month or so yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw so, that. Um, yeah, and Tassie I think was one of the top four or well, something. Well, they were all countries and Tassie yes, was a state within a country. Yeah. It was the only one, yeah. Which is amazing, They were very, isn't it? very so, defined about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, positive signs but recognising yeah. there's a – the new normal was very, um, you know, gifts us some things and other things not. So, Of course. mm. So this is not all on Tourism Tasmania, nor should it be. It can't be. What can operators do? Um, What can the tourism industry do around Tasmania to to help uh, market the state and and be true to our brand and uh, into the future? Yeah, it's probably a a few things, isn't there? Um, I mean, obviously, great, great products, great experiences will always you know, ring true. I mean, even um, Tasmanians getting out and about um, and enjoying what the state has to offer. Um, So really kind of 
looking at what that experience is that you're offering and and how that does kind of meet some of those needs. I know we've done some workshops around the whole come down for air brand, um, you know, around sort of literal air, the kind of air is care and the air is kind of headspace as well. So what does that mean? And, you know, an experience is, I think we use the example of like, you know, having some fish and chips or something, um, is an, an experience, you know, what does that really mean? It's actually about connecting with the food and produce and, you know, having that moment and maybe, you know, beautiful location, et cetera. So kind of thinking beyond the functional and really um, understanding those sort of emotional hooks and yeah, and those experiences. I think Tassie does a really good job of that and mm-hmm. I think continuing to advance that. I'm really fascinated with um, what are the next, what after, you know, we've had, custom, we've had products and then we had services and we've all been experiential, like what comes next? So we're kind of doing a little bit of thinking and work around what that could look like and how Tassie could kind of lead in the next kind of iteration of this whole experience sort of space. So um, definitely, I mean, that's the fundamentals of business, I guess. You know, leveraging um, some of our work um, is another another way. And I know, you know, we've got a sort of toolkits and things for people to use, getting the message out there. We're trying to connect industry a lot more with our work. Uh, obviously, the off-season was a, an example of that with off-season kind of experiences and limited offers and all the rest of it. So that's another um, um, opportunity. And just, you know, being active on, um, on your own channels and it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. And but I think being able to you know sort of use social channels to get your message out there and sort of build that that audience you know I guess repeat purchases because customers have come back before how do you kind of stay in contact with them and deliver something meaningful and valuable for them when they're not in the state as well as another way that we can kind of collectively keep Tassie um, top of mind for people and get them coming back. Listening to this stuff I, I always find intriguing. I'm sure our listeners will be feeling the same way. Just that that constant perpetual uh, review on on where you, where you are, uh, making sure that you're staying ahead of the curve. And I absolutely, uh, on behalf of the industry, commend Tourism Tasmania on that approach uh, to be constantly uh, critiquing where you are at the, at the moment, where you need to be to make sure you stay ahead of the curve. So yeah, well, thanks, Tom. Yeah, we're pretty. Uh, I have to say, we're pretty re- relentless around. I'm personally really relentless around that as well. We 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 absolutely care about this state so much, and everyone at Tourism Tas, and I know our industry is just generally is so passionate around what we do mm. that, you know, we, we, and I think, you know, living the brand is, you know, let's, let's avoid the straight jacket of destination marketing as well and kind of think about, okay, how do we work outside of those bounds and mm. how do we, we push that further? And yeah, we want to kind of, you know, continue to drive that as well. And, and, and we will need to, it is a competitive marketplace. It will continue to be a competitive marketplace. You know, international borders remain closed even when they open, you know, obviously how Australia positions itself is really important as well, us and us being part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a small state on the world, you know, uh, stage. So how Australia is is seen is really critical. We can't do that alone. Mm. Uh, so you know, that's going to be really important as well. Thanks so much, Em. Those questions were the easy bit. Okay. Because <laughs> we've now got uh, the talking tourism big seven. I've heard about this. Yeah. yeah. Seven questions, hard and fast. Question one: favourite spot in Tasmania. And why? Which, Emma, Terry, is your favourite child? Well, it's very hard, Tom, and this is not because you're asking me the questions, but when I had a quick think about this, I'm like, I definitely think it's travelling Bass Highway, northwest coast, because... Is this for my benefit? No, not at all. It's the beautiful red dirt, Mm -hmm. green rolling hills, Mm -hmm. blue ocean. Love it. Terrific. Great answer. Question two, favourite travel destination anywhere in the world? Yeah. And why? Um... I'm going to say New York because it's very different to Tasmania. Um, helps. I've got a, one of my best friends lives in Brooklyn, so um, you always get a different experience. And I'd have to say New York at Christmas time. Great. I haven't done that. 
on the bucket Must list. Must do it. Bring the kids. Yeah. Do the ice skating. <laughs> Fabulous. Question three. Someone coming to Tasmania for the very first time in their life asks you, what's the one thing they absolutely must experience while they're here? What do you tell them? Our natural environment, for sure. Yep. Whether or not it's a short walk, mm-hmm. you know, if they've got more time, one of the multi-day walks, but just get out in nature. Yep. It's amazing and it will restore you. And parks do an amazing ro- uh, job here in creating uh, accessible um, Absolutely. There's uh, no excuse not to. We have, yeah. We're all around it, yep. aren't we? So, yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Question four. You are walking the Overland Track for five days with three other people. Anyone in the world, famous, not so famous, dead or alive. I mean, if if they're walking with you, they are alive. alive. Let's assume they could be passed. Exactly. You don't want to be carrying them. Who and why? Um, I'm going to say Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls. Not that the Overland (laughs) Track is dangerous or anything, but, you know, useful guy to have around. Never know. Oscar Wilde, I think his conversation wit um, would be very, and I love his just dry sense of humour, um, would be awesome. And then I'm going to say Jeff Buckley, who's um, a musician, passed away, um, but um, uh, his songs are some of my favourites and I just think strumming a guitar and having a good sing-along, I mean, he's an amazing tenor, um, at the end of the day would just be magic. Is Jeff Buckley 27 Club? Yeah, I'm part of the 27 club. Oh, possibly. De- de- 27, he might have been. I can't remember mm. what age he died. Yeah. Well, he's, I mean, obviously once someone passes, um, they inspire a whole lot of of course, of, um, additional artists and things. So, yeah. And he has done that. Yeah, he has. great. Uh, you are road tripping around Tasmania. I'm going to assume through the northwest, given your mm. previous answer. What are you listening to in the car? I reckon, well, it depends on the day. Very, I have a very eclectic taste in music. My husband thinks it's very strange, but anything from, uh, I don't know, Neil Diamond, Willie Nelson, I don't mind a bit of Cypress, like R&B, Cypress Hill, a bit of fusion jazz, very eclectic yep, mix. very eclectic. I love it all. Great. Yep. Good one. So it could be anything. Could be anything. The answer to that question quite is broad. literally anything. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. narrow it down. <laughs> okay, great. When you arrive at your destination, let's say Penguin, what's your tipple of choice? It's got to just definitely be a Tassie gin and tonic. Absolutely. Okay, great. Uh, particular gin? Um, I really like the Poltergeist Unfiltered, yep. Yep. but I, I've tried many, many, and they're all fabulous. Terrific. So, yeah. Okay. Now the big one, number seven, curried Tasmanian scallops. Are they a culinary delight or a culinary crime? Don't want to be controversial here. No, uh, I think it's a um, delight. It has to be. They, fe- they featured in Come Down for Air. They did. Um, yeah, they're a gourmet delight. That's very unique to Tasmania, so um, I think we should definitely keep those. Fantastic. Okay, good one. We are really getting a split uh, split in the audience. It's good. <laughs> and thanks so much. As I said, intriguing always to hear you talk about the the work you do. Thank you very much uh, for all the work you guys do. And uh, yeah, here's to the to the future of the industry. Thanks, Tom. Pleasure. Cheers. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Talking Tourism. Remember to subscribe to hear more episodes as we release them every two weeks or so. Also remember to tell a friend or tourism colleague to check out our podcasts. Talking Tourism is an initiative of Tourism Industry Council Tasmania. I'm your host, Tom Wooten, and we'll catch up next time. You've been listening to Talking Tourism, brought to you by Tourism Industry Council Tasmania. For show notes, other materials and episodes, head to tict.com.au. Be sure to come back every fortnight for a new instalment of Talking Tourism.